All right, my waveform is looking good. Um, all right, so before we uh, jump into the full episode, um, Brian's nice and warmed up, running hot now. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast. It's a weekly podcast where three brothers take a topic from popular culture and uh, dig a little too deep. My name is Tyler. I am your host. I'm joined by my co-hosts and brothers, Brian. Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Jeff. How's everyone doing today? Uh, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I'm having a bad morning. All right, why don't you just move You're on? You're having a tough one. Today. Just move on. All right. Um, this week, uh, there's no new movies or TV shows necessarily to talk about, so we are going to um do one of our favorite topics. Uh, this is actually a topic that we already discussed once in one of our practice episodes from back before we started releasing episodes, but. Um, I think it was an interesting enough topic, and last time I think we had a front runner that was impossible to beat, so I've eliminated it this time. Maybe the conversation will get more interesting. Uh, so should we just get, well, all right, we're going to get into the topic, but first, there's some news I did want to talk about real quick. Um, Black Adam, the Rock's new movie, uh, superhero movie, him joining the DC Universe has finally started filming. I think it got, I think he got cast in this role in like, 2010 or something like that like it's been so long that he's been in this like he we've known that he was going to be black adam and it just never happened and it now it's finally filming i mean what brian what do you know about black adam um i mean the only thing i know oh you're talking about uh, the fictional character yeah he's like well, the, or the movie he's the black suited version of captain marvel like Shazam. the male Captain Marvel or Shazam, there you go. And, <laughs> the uh, male Captain Marvel, yeah. And um, that he's I don't know, just evil version of the same dude. That's he. I think he actually gets the same powers, right? Isn't he the like the exact same guy, but like anti? I'm gonna let Jeff explain it. Uh, I mean, from my understanding, why I just did. <laughs> but my understanding yeah, he is it, he was but... the previous uh, holder of the mantle of Captain Marvel before Captain Marvel assumed it himself. Uh, right. So he couple... was Shazam's original champion in uh, it, it's like an Egyptian analog. I don't remember exactly what um, the name of uh, his country is called, but he's like the leader of this country and if they're I... like at war with somebody. If I what? remember right, the original person that was Black Adam was so Billy Batson. The reason that he found out about it in the comics was because his parents were archaeologists and they had a business partner who murdered his parents and tried to take the power for himself, but Billy Batson got it. And then I think his name was Thaddeus something, and he was able later to um, get the power, and he became Black Adam whenever he said Shazam. He got killed, and then they revealed that Black Adam was actually his own entity that they were able to bring to life. It's complicated. He was married to the Egyptian uh, goddess Isis, I think he's obsessed with. Um, Sure. Okay, so we're talking about the Rocks version, and it's going to be very different (laughs) from that. (laughs) Anyway. Just saying, put me on the spot. So yeah, Brian's right. He is... He is the the you know evil version of Shazam, um, 
And uh, yeah, The Rock is pr pretty much perfect casting. I mean, he looks just like the character from the comics. If you Google the character from the comics, like it, it's like The Rock was born to play him. Um, although he does have like a weird hairline that The Rock doesn't have anymore, but The Rock did have that hairline at one point. So uh, it works. Anyway, um, so that finally started filming. That's really exciting. Um, Jupiter's Legacy has a trailer. Did you guys see this trailer? You guys know what Jupiter's Legacy is? No. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with the comic, but I did not watch the trailer. Okay. So it's a comic book. Uh, it's another superhero comic book that's like, what if superheroes were real? Let's talk about like what they're, what they would be in the real world. So it's just, you know, it's Watchmen, it's the boys, it's whatever, right? It's uh, Umbrella Academy, it's yada, yada, yada. It's just another superheroes in the real world, the what if, right? Um, that being said, uh, it's Mark Millar, who's a comic book writer that I really like. I've, I read the comic uh, graphic novel and it was very good. Um, I'm interested to see the, the, the trailer makes it look, it's a Netflix show, right? So it's going to be, it's going to have a Netflix budget, which isn't super low, but it's also not, you know, going to be movie quality, um, budget, but it, it looks at least like on par budget wise and special effects wise with the boys. Like it looks pretty good in that regard. Uh, my fear is that it's not like after the boys and Marvel, like it's kind of hard to just make like a superhero show like this um, without saying something, you know what I mean? I feel like you have to be doing something different than just like, Hey, it's different superheroes doing superhero shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested I know. to see. I feel like how it the, works out. I feel like the boys season one was very good. I was I was overall disappointed with season two, and I'm not excited really at all from what I've heard for season three. Um, Wait, you didn't like season two at I all? I didn't like the second half of season two at all. I thought there was a lot of wasted character arcs. I thought, um, I mean, you can go back and listen to it, and I was I was satisfied with it at the time, but there's a lot of things in hindsight that about season two that I just straight up didn't like. Like the fact that there's so now you're just over it. You're done. You're not well, going to watch season so three. So I was, I was fine. I was fine with what you're they were off the do. podcast. What they were talking about for season three is they're going to introduce a Captain America as superhero who is the first person to ever get the super soldier serum or the first person to ever get the superhero. He was an American superhero that helped the Americans win World War II. But if the Nazis were the ones that developed the super serum and Stormfront first got the super soldier serum or the whatever you want to call it, the Vought serum in 1937, how the fuck did the Americans get a serum? In 19 we beat the Nazis in World War II. Why wouldn't the Nazis have released the superhero that they had to fight the American superhero that they had? Why is this guy known as the first superhero when Stormfront's been around since 1937? Well, you have to watch the show, Jeff. What I'm telling That's you is the it point. doesn't... It, you can't it, be annoyed by a plot point for a, a story that, that hasn't, hasn't been, been told. What yeah. I'm telling yeah. you yeah, is that the, the, the timelines are aren't matching up. So are you telling me that the Americans either stole a serum and therefore knew about the serum the entire time? Or are you telling uh, me that... Jeff. that Jeff, but, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tell you right now. I am definitively not telling you anything because I haven't seen the story play out yet, and so I don't know what the answer is. I'm not getting mad about something sure. that hasn't happened yet. Sure. The way that they handled <laughs> the end of season two, I was disappointed with, and it makes me very tenacious, very worried, anxious. Um, makes you tenacious, huh? No, it makes me anxious that they're going to handle season three in exactly the same way. And frankly, I'm not here for it. They need you know to do what? a hell of a lot better. You know what? You're right. You know what makes like really grinds my gears is 
I don't know why LeBron's playing basketball with those Looney Tunes yet, and it's really pissing me off. I feel like they should have already explained that, even though they the did. movie doesn't release until well, mid-July. Tell me that they the, did explain the why LeBron, Tune... his son gets kidnapped. Are you fucking insane? Did you not watch? Where the are the Monstars? What you're going to tell me that yeah. the Monstars? What's, aren't what's going on there? Are you, you're just going to yeah. not flesh out that storyline? Like, what's going on here? So what I heard about the new Matrix movie is that the Matrix movies exist within the new Matrix movie. So are you like, what? I'm not going to watch this. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't no say way. I was going to watch it. I said I was all, I'm disappointed for season two and I'm not excited for what they've planned to do, what they've released of so far of what they plan to do for season three. So, so let me get this straight. You're, you're not happy with season two because they didn't give you the answers you're looking for, and you're not excited for season three, even though they're probably going to give you the answers you're looking no, for. No, they're not going to give you the answers. They're just going to do more. It wasn't that they didn't give me answers. It's that they wasted the deep storyline completely. His, his character arc was fucking circular to the point where he is literally back to where he was at the beginning of season two with no development, no change at all. Same with A-Train. Are you talking about Billy? The deep, the, the, the oh. Aquaman stand-in. He was literally out of the seven and didn't know what to do. He joined this church halfway through season two. I don't two. know, dude. The church I is think gone. You're wrong, There's two different okay people walking you... around the world with head exploding powers that no definition. We have the yeah, Homelander. That's crazy. Who's, we have suddenly the Homelander's on a leash for some fucking reason. <laughs> I don't know how this became Jeff bashing the boys, but. What's <laughs> your problem with the boys, bro? Yeah, I'm dude, you're you my okay. problem with the boys. I'm going to tell you what, Jeff. I don't care. You don't have to like it. You don't have to be on the episode when we recap season three. Okay, we'll we'll bring someone in, Look, else in, and my point get them to recap is, it with us. Don't sit here and hold the boys as the epitome of like superhero television or, or media because it's. I nice. like. I'm not saying that it's the epitome. I'm just saying that it's changed the game for me. In that I like you have to be doing something pretty interesting with superhero storytelling at this point because the boys just did something that I think changed it, right? Like. I don't know if after watching the boys and seeing their takedown of superhero cinema in general, and then also superhero, like the superhero myth, yeah. like I don't like, and like even what Marvel's doing where they're showing them to be flawed characters. I can't watch a movie where Superman's like some epitome of good on, you know what I mean? Like I don't, or like Batman is just this guy who doesn't, you know, like I can watch the Dark Knights and love them, but like I need to, like I need something different. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that Matt Reeves, the Batman, gives us a new take on Batman that kind of evolves him into what what we need. You know what I mean? I don't want to watch just another like I'm sad my parents got killed. I'm gonna save the city. Shit. Like I, I need some fucking like anger. I saw an image. I think it was on Reddit of someone photoshopped uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. I've seen that for a few years. I'm yeah, like, can't, you can't be both Batman and Wolverine. I'm sorry, but or I guess it's no, wait. it's not, it's not Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Is, sorry, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Daniel Radcliffe as Batman, like a five like, four Batman. What? What's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, Harry, you can't be both Harry Potter, Batman, and Wolverine. That's not okay. What a hell of a career that would be. <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> he would be a good Wolverine. He's about the right height. Wolverine's supposed to be pretty short. He's like five foot two. He's like I'm five not foot two. This conversation, stop it. So let's just move on. I feel like if you bulk Daniel Radcliffe up, like I feel like he could do it. I don't. Know, I don't want I don't my know. Harry Potter to be a jacked dude with metal coming out of his hands. All right. Yeah, Harry Potter isn't. He's not Harry Potter anymore. We need to preserve that culture icon for what he is. I, I say we, you know, uh, put him in a cryo chamber right now and just put him on display. <laughs> 
in all his glory. <laughs> Danny, my boy Danny. All right. <laughs> we're going to move. Move on. We're going to move on into the main topic. I think that was enough. Enough. I don't know what just happened. I'm going to be honest. That got away from us real quick. Uh, so anyway, Jupiter's Legacy. Watch the trailer. It looks cool. Wait, what is that again? I totally forgot what you were talking about. <laughs> just move on. Just move on. Let's go. Yeah, we're just going to move along. I'm just... Yeah. Um, okay, so this week we're going to talk about uh, what the best fantasy world to live in uh, would be. Like, what is the best fantasy world? And I'm going to limit it to fantasy because last time we talked about this, we, we, we just said fictional world to live in. And st- the world of Star Trek got brought up. And once you start really looking into all these other worlds, the, you know, living in San Francisco with starfleet around really starts to feel like uh it's unbeatable you know for for the listeners at home we covered this topic on one of our trial podcasts before and we never we ever we never released it um and i won that one so just just for your information it wasn't a competition (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't get what game you're you're in a you're in a whole ass mood today i don't know what's going on with you but um joe quickly jeff give an explanation as to why the world of Star Trek or the universe of Star Trek would be so sure. Uh, so I, I'd recommended Star Trek when we did this with the whole fiction because uh, Star Trek has achieved an utopian society. They have completely uh, expelled the use of money and monetary exchange. Um, so everything that you need is like all your needs are taken care of. Um, and the main thing that was selling point for my brothers to agree on me was uh, one of the sticking points that we'll have and will probably come up in this conversation as well is that in most of the worlds you're never going to be capable of becoming a main character without being a chosen one whereas star trek's unique in the fact that you could just join star command um starfleet and uh yeah and and be a main character potentially potentially i mean there's also a really good chance that you're just working below deck exactly. and you get blown up when yeah. the klingons attack you could, you could just be but... a red shirt <laughs> yeah you could just be a fucking engineer down in the engine room sweating away all day and getting yelled at by some scottish man but, or, or an you alien. Know, yeah, or an alien. Yeah, they really gloss of... over how many people get killed every time that ship gets blown. <laughs> oh, my God. So many people die in the Star Trek. They're getting they're... sucked out into space, and they're like, I lost crew members. All right, let's go check out that new planet. <laughs> but the six of <laughs> yeah. us survived. What up? <laughs> hey, Captain Kirk, baby. <laughs> yeah, all the people up here on the main station are on the main deck. We're we all need, still alive. We need to go above <laughs> and beyond for Spock. <laughs> let's not worry about the 20 people that got blown out the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it yeah, that no, way. No, 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 no. Uhura was kidnapped. We need to sacrifice at least a thousand of you to get her back. We got Uhura back. We're crashing the Enterprise into their ship, guys. Don't worry. Here's the thing, guys. The cockpit cockpit will be intact. Some of you may die. We'll be fine. But some of you may die. And you know what? It's worth it to get Worf back. We need Worf. We need to rescue him from his own people because, I don't know. We like him, I guess. His forehead's real weird. Um, anyway, so we're not doing Star Trek this time. Um, so we have some parameters that we're going to kind of like talk about in each of these worlds that we bring up. Um, quality of clothing. That's that's a Tyler topic. I don't know if anyone else is going to care about that one, but Tyler will have things to say. Uh, health services. Uh, basically, if you were to get stabbed in the leg what's the risk of you losing that leg to infection um 
food quality. What are we eating, guys? What are we eating? Uh, education and infrastructure slash toilet facilities for Brian because apparently that's the main the main thing he's worried about. And then finally, what is the risk of you being murdered by an invading army? Um, okay, so who wants to bring one up first? Anyone got a Jeff? Go ahead, defending champion. Uh, okay. Uh, why? So, are we eliminating Narnia as well, or should we go in? No, as that we can as... talk about. We didn't. Yeah, just whatever. Just talk about all sure. of them. There's, there's so, enough flaws in Narnia, I think. Sure. Yeah. So, so one of the other runner-ups in in last week's episode, I think Brian recommended it. Uh, last was, week. Uh, sorry, last week. Last last time we covered a topic similar to this was Narnia. Um, for those of you that are unfamiliar, a bunch of kids walk into a closet and and uh, <laughs> end up in this fantastical realm controlled by uh hybrid creatures uh and some some lion jesus yeah magic ma- magic and and talking animals um it's this kind of fantastical realm and uh the thing that we kind of focus on in the highlights of that realm is that most of the th- events that happen through those books happen away from the majority of the people so if you're born in as just a random person in society you might not know anything about you know the white witch or what the hell's going on with the don treader um, for the most the part, whole, the whole land got put into eternal winter for like a hundred years. Okay, so That's maybe after the White Witch, yeah, you can't just on... act like she's not there. Like it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, depending on what age you end up in Narnia, it, it's drastic, drastically different. Yeah, right? there's like, some times where it's pimp, but there's other times where it would probably suck after a while. <laughs> Something What's not the so one chill. Where there's like an orangutan and a donkey, and uh, That's, uh the last. The silver chair or whatever? No, it's it's. Uh, I forget the name. It's the last book. It's the one with Tyrion the king, and he's, he's super awesome. And he's got the unicorn buddy, right? So, the horse and his boy. Yeah, I'm so no. This, this no, land sounds it's, awesome. I, it's gonna drive yeah. me crazy. It's been a long time since I read those books. Those are like the first fantasy, the first fantasy literature. I'm um, looking read. it up. Bear with me. It's called The Last Battle. No, um, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> wow. Original. Well, because okay. they all they all battle and then they go to heaven. Remember? Right. So in that one, or there's like some crazy like who is in charge of like some like some oppressive regime is ruling the land, right? No, the king is Tyrion. He's the main character of the whole thing, and he's the king of Narnia. And it's actually a pretty nice age, but things are just kind of like in their twilight. Okay. And then and then basically there's just this ape and this donkey that find an old lion skin, and they decide to. The ape decides to be clever and put the lion skin on the donkey and start telling everybody Aslan's back. And it causes this whole like political re- revolution where everyone's like, Aslan, Aslan. And then it leads to this last great battle for Narnia. And everybody just slips through a doorway into like Narnia 2.0 where it's like Aslan's okay. promised I land. I do remember this. They literally go to heaven. Yeah, they, they all died. <laughs> I think it literally is him just saying everybody dies. Like – and they're all like yeah. this, they spend the last like two chapters like ripping through this like green fields and screaming for everybody to keep running into heaven like it's it's pretty what good weird, it's pretty good what a weird series that yeah. those books were it's pretty good but at the same time at that time like when the book starts he's just a king chilling and hunting with his buddy like there's not there's like, nothing right. wrong i do remember that okay so what's the one with the druid <laughs> that's the silver chair that is the silver chair that's the one where there's like an oppressive regime um uh, ruling and they have to like take him down and lucy comes back with edmund, this, edmund. well so they the well i, I don't kid, mean to keep what's picking. 
Sorry. <laughs> We're not going to go into this. Anyway, Narnia. <laughs> this week on Narnia. Yeah. I, so I would go. So book. just a, I'm looking at the list right now and I have read those books multiple times. The one I would say is the best time to live in Narnia is probably the voyage of the Dawn Treader because at that point, Narnia is just chilling. There's not really a whole lot wrong, so they just start going on voyages. It's kind of like Star Trek, where they're like, "All right, we're good here. I'm gonna, I'm bored. I'm gonna go find trouble." Right. Um, right. And then, uh, Magician's and it's nephew. Also, you also, it's wait, you also think that that was nuts. the best of the three Narnia movies, right? You're, you're on record there's, as saying that that's definitively only, the best one. I think there's only two Narnia movies. Nope, there is Prince a Caspian. voyage. Prince Caspian. Yeah. Not. They have what? Prince Caspian. They have uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, and they have they, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yeah, and Brian definitively thinks that no. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Nope. Yeah, you you said that. You said I've I've definitely heard you say that. You're on record as saying that. Uh, so that's that's uh, show canon now. Brian loves Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Nah, movie's ass. <laughs> no, movie's he loves hot. I think, he I think you have great. to wait for a week for him not to be here before you can speak for him. You know what? I got to be honest. That was the one where we did the Chronicles of Narnia when we went and saw Tron and Voyage of the Dawn Treader in one day. And yeah, we yeah, had a double that, feature. Tron's all right. I actually just rewatched that the other day. But dude, that movie, I, yeah. <laughs> I really like it. It's I want good. them to do another one. That's Speaking of good. Best they really weapons. glance over the whole ISO thing where yeah, Jeff Bridges creates like a fucking yeah, it's a huge <laughs> deal. But being. then they barely talk about it, and then they yeah, just mention they it at the really, end. That, well, but I mean, they in true American fashion, the they just glaze right over the genocide. They're just like, and they were all yeah. murdered, and here we are. They, yeah, they really go over. There was like a whole war. <laughs> they just skip all of it. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Every single one of them was murdered except for this one. And now we're here. In there's, my some really, Jeff there's some Bridges, really cool concepts there. Jeff Bridges' is computer Jesus or God yeah. or something. Like he's literally creating sentient beings, beings now. I don't understand. I mean, accidentally. They're, are they all as hot as Olivia Wilde? Do you guys, do you guys remember? <laughs> do they all do you guys, look like her? Yeah, seriously. Do you guys remember <laughs> in the movie when uh, Clue turns to him and he's just like, Jeff Bridges or whatever. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about where he does that like weird. Yep, that's exactly like, right. Like, what the hell do you want thing? Like, it's it made me laugh. I was sitting there like just watching it in the background while I was doing some work. And it was like, yeah. How did, how did, and the, I just, how did the Big Lebowski get into this film? Yeah, it was. But anyway, Tron's awesome. Uh, that should be one of the ones on this list, actually. Yeah, well, it's sci-fi, but we can talk about it. But we'll, let's talk about... Um, narnia real quick so we're gonna do voyage of the dawn treader because brian said it because we want to move on clothing wise top notch if you're going off the clothing designers from the movies the costume designers dude those costumes in those movies are great i don't know what's going on there who that person is but i would love to uh have them design my wardrobe on a daily basis i think it looks great um <laughs> So we can move on from that. What about health services? How are we feeling about healing? As long as uh, Lucy's around, right? You're good because she has that healing yeah. cordial, right? I mean, you've got you've got Aslan yeah, walking around finite, whispering though. in people's ears, and everyone's fine. Yeah, that's limited. Yeah, they yeah, don't but Santa can just you, show up and refill it or something, Bruh, right? <laughs> Santa Claus walks up and arms a bunch of children. I'm pretty sure if you're I sick, <laughs> Aslan will knock at your door. I okay. totally <laughs> forgot the Santa Claus is in that. <laughs> It's so bizarre. I think maybe Narnia wins just because Santa is definitively real in that world yeah, and that, might just show up and give you a sword for no reason. That's at least that's at least a plus one. Oh, although. you want to go kill an adult woman? Well, you're going to need a sword. Yeah. You've been good this year. Here's a giant pointy killing stick. 
Here's the thing, children. Tilda Swinton's being a real bitch. I need you guys to go stab her or shoot her with this bow and arrow or whatever. Go heal all of your friends with this like weird glass thing. If it's Christmas thing. all year round, how will they know when Christmas is? That's his problem. He's like, kill the competition. Yep, exactly. Yeah, right. well, so, so here's the thing for Narnia in general that I argue for. You know that God is real. There's no That's confusion weird. over that. That fool hangs out around you. Like he comes and fights in battles. Yeah, he next He might to you, like, be your best friend. Yeah. You don't even really know. <laughs> but like, but like, there's there's not a whole lot of ambiguity around religion there, and I think that's a, a pretty big game changer that we're, we haven't t- discussed yet. Is that like straight up, the dude comes and talks to you and stuff. Like it's <laughs> it's not it's not like there's he's like yeah religious yeah, God lives down the street. Yeah, like God's just chilling next door. <laughs> what if God was one of us? It should be the theme song of that <laughs> entire civilization. Featuring C.S. Lewis. It's just, it, to me, that is an interesting dynamic because there's no atheistic faction competing with religious faction or religious faction. I guess they do have other religions there. I mean, here's the thing. Like, the white, like God is real, but he's also not all-powerful. Like, the white witch almost kills him. Like, she beats him, basically. He's, he's if, Jesus, but he does have a father, the emperor over the sea, who's even more powerful. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I forgot about that. And here's but, the crazy in, thing. In the magician's we brought nephew. Up, sorry, Jeff. In ahead. the magician's nephew, isn't Aslan the one that's singing the land into existence? Yeah, he's creating it. Correct. Narnia is his baby, but the world itself is the emperor of the seas. Sure. So his dad was like, go create a continent. Like, do your whatever, man. Just get, like, please stop making me take care of you. <laughs> get out. You need to get out of the house and be somebody. <laughs> But in in the, in the last battle, Jeff, wait, 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 real quick, Jeff, you watched that uh, Miracle Workers, right? Yeah, that bit where Steve Buscemi's defending Earth to his parents, and he's describing all of the animals yeah. as dogs, yeah. but different yeah. versions of dogs, like giraffes. They're like a dog with a really long neck. I just thought that that would be funny, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "What's a horse?" And he's like, "It's a dog that you could ride." <laughs> it's, or Oh, it starts off as cows. And he's like, it's like a cow that you can be friends with. <laughs> so he describes a dog. <laughs> All right. So let's anyway, keep going here. Sorry. So in, in the last battle, they talk about the other civilization. It's like the all human civilization that doesn't like to talk in animals. And they have a God that's kind of like, I don't know, like Krishna from the Hindu religion or whatever. And that right. one ends up being real too. Right. Like there's some freaking gods in, in the Narnia stories that are like, like they're That's real, right, man. man. I may have to go back and reread these books. Yeah, they're crazy. There's like a d- depth of mythology I that mean, I even think like maybe the glanced nephew, over my head when I was younger. Even in the magician's nephew, it's like a hundred pages long, and in each chapter they jump into a completely unique world where they're running through. Like they wake up the white witch, they watch Aslan. It's like, what is going on in that book? Like, where's the rest of this story? Because <laughs> shit's nuts. Yeah, Narnia's wild as shit that anyway. dude was okay. that dude was creative so anyway let's talk about health, food quality in narnia real quick I, it depends on your status <laughs> yeah that that's true I, I don't think that it really talks about people going hungry though i mean even like the beavers like have plenty in their houses like you just gotta forge but realistically people aren't cooking for you there's no grocery store but are you eating meat in narnia because all the meat can talk to you <laughs> <laughs> like, well, let's just put it this way: vegetarian. I don't I think. Really I don't think. This. I don't think Aslan's a vegan. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What is Aslan eating? Is he eating the people so, who work just, for him? He's like, sorry, buddy. Sorry, Mr. Beaver. I'm hungry. Sorry, does, Mr. Beaver. I'm pretty fucking hungry, and there's not a lot of deer around right now. So, how does the White Witch know what a Turkish delight is? Yeah, is Turkey? Does Turkey exist? 
<laughs> Turkey the country? <laughs> Are the Turks canon in Narnia? Because <laughs> the whole entire point of the prophecy is that these are the first sons of Adam and Eve that have crossed over the threshold, I think, and since. In a long time. Oh, I see. So Turkish but, delight. So the first ones were Turkish, apparently. <laughs> <No>. Turkish delights <laughs> already exist. We know who the first one was. It was that guy Diggory that came over when Aslan was singing the world into existence. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Cedric Diggory. And he didn't mention <laughs> Turkey in the narrative that I was reading. <laughs> All right, so so anyway, I, I don't know. But Education. I would say for the most part, you're probably living a vegetarian lifestyle there. I think that's fair to assume because I can't imagine that they can justify killing their own citizens that are I'm out then. Sentient. Yep. Fully out. So, so it's a veg- vegetarian society. Yep. No, no cheeseburgers. Tyler's out. Unless um, they have impossible patties, which I don't think so. Education. Education. I mean, everything is learning to speak. So I don't know what school the beavers go to or the fawns. Are they all at the same school? I mean, it's not like they have much of a society. They all just kind of. Yeah, they don't really have. Like, there's not. It is weird. Like, there are castles and villages, but then there's animals that exist that talk. And then there's also minotaurs and centaurs. And where are they? Learning? Are they all in different cities? We never see their cities. Where do they learn engineering for the uh, for the castles and stuff? Or who's, the weapons? Who's building those? Who well, the weapons. Wait, those? hold on. Santa Claus just gives you your weapon. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Santa Claus. We don't need but black taught here. Santa, Santa Claus <laughs> just comes around and hands out swords. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what that. They never really. That's a that's a real uh, plot hole. C.S. Lewis. If I could go back and talk to C.S. Lewis, which I have. Brian and I went and saw C.S. Lewis speak live one time. It was a, yeah, it was an actor. It was an actor. It was a play. That was yes, pretty good. It was I a play. That. It was fun. I enjoyed that a lot too. It was right. very fun. That guy was very good. Anyway, so what do we yeah, get? He Narnia? really didn't dive into their education system. Although we have to assume that Prince Caspian got the best of education, right? Um, for what the final one was infrastructure yeah. and facilities. I mean, again, depending on the age, like if you watch uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you're only seeing fields and then the White Witch's castle, which is all frozen. Don't want to sit on a toilet at the White Witch's castle because your ass will freeze to it. But well, elsewhere, that is, that is where the Turkish delights are, though. Yeah, have you ever had a Turkish delight? They're not that good. <laughs> um, Unless you watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, apparently Zemo thinks they're irresistible. Um, I don't know. How are we feeling about toilet facilities in Narnia, Brian? Uh, probably a chamber pot and no toilet paper. That sounds awful. All right. All right. All right. So out of all of – oh, and then the final one. What's the danger of being murdered by an invading army in Narnia? No matter what age – Pretty high, apparently. Fairly, fairly high, yeah. <laughs> Pretty high. This is a fairly high risk uh, risk uh, rating there because um, let's see, let's rate those on a on a rail of, on a scale of five, uh, one to five. Excuse me. Um, Narnia, where we rate? Are we rating a four there? That's what I'm feeling. Four danger. Uh, on a scale of one to five for danger, yeah, because in the early books you have Jadis, who is just Jadis at the beginning, but then turns into the White Queen, and then you have, you know, I, the Silver Chair, where it's I think again Jadis is still a problem at that time, um, and they go to all these foreign lands that are kind of crazy with all their own struggles, um, and then by the time you get to the end, you got an ape that's creating his own Aslan, and another country's like threatening the Narnian way of life. The horse and his boy is all about that that next civilization over wanting to kill all the talking animals because it's like against their religion or whatever. And then 
there's just battles in every single one. And I don't think the health infrastructure is built up to like put you back together after someone gets you with the sword. So. I mean, unless Santa Claus decides that you deserve a weird health cordial, right? Um, I would say it's pretty high just because shit's wild. I mean, what, what was in Prince Caspian, like the army of the Spaniards that are just invading for, and I mean, no reason really. Like, I don't really know what they're, they're just coming to take over Narnia just to take over Narnia. Right. They're not really Spaniards, but they seem like I mean, they're, they're coded as Spanish uh, invaders in the movie. Um, all right. What's the next one? You guys want to talk about, let's talk about middle earth. Okay. Um, so clothing quality again, high up there for me. I look at capes like those heavy textured wool capes on, on Etsy all the time. Just like, man, I wish I could wear one of these in public without being made fun of. Cause I think these are fucking cool. I love the cloak look, the big hoods, all the textures of their clothing are just so like, it's like linen and wool and all kinds of different, very nice materials. I'm a big fan. Um, so I'm going to rate that clothing pretty high. How are we feeling about health services in middle earth? Dog shit. As an elf, real high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's magic healing situations. You could just have Elrond but, sit over you and chant. <laughs> but we're, but we're not, we're not one of the fellowship of the ring. We're just some random sure. dude getting served up to the Uruk high at the end. Sure. But I Helm's have just deep. a good a chance. I have just a good a chance as being a human as I do being born into Lothlorien. Did, what is what is that w- random weed that uh, Aragorn asks Sam to find when Frodo gets stabbed? Kingsfoil. Kingsfoil, yeah. You find Kingsfoil, Aragorn chews on it, rubs it on your wound, and you're good for li- at least a little while. <laughs> That's only if you get hit with a Morgul blade. Well, I think it's a, it's just got a healing property. I think it's just got a healing property in general, and he just used it to help stymie the uh the morgul blades effect okay Jeff, you can laugh into the microphone when when i say something funny okay it's, no, i don't know I, what i said that I, was funny nothing, but you I, can laugh into the I'll, microphone i'll show you my train of thought i was thinking what if the, the leaf was just more poison and then i remembered a clip from the latest season of always sunny in philadelphia where charlie knows he's going to drink poison so he drinks bleach thinking that the bleach will cannot the poison they're like no and he just starts yeah. throwing up like so, violently look middle earth's gonna be I like that. i don't even know how much time we need to spend on middle earth because let's be real here there are goblins and orcs and oh yeah, like whole Your civilization is a five. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a five. It's so at bad. all times. Yeah, is there's really no though? chance of you living through well, your entire on. life without that's, being that's stabbed for at the, least once. Watch that's out. only really for the humans, though, right? Even the humans have their own civilization. Like the only time that the world is ever really threatened is when Sauron shows up at the very beginning and they they fuck him up, and then he shows up again at the end and they fuck him up again. Jeff, like, that's not the beginning. That's just one of the ages. That's like in the second age that he that that happens. Sure, and there's I mean, a whole first age where like the Witch King exists. Like, go read the Silmarillion. Sauron's and, still kicking around over there. He's just an evil elf dude. And like, Jeff, there's just like we got to look at this the same way we just did with Star Trek, which is the storyline really centers around hey, like the, the group is still together, we're good to go. But how many people got served up as you know, I'm trying to think, fodder. like, throughout the hundreds or thousands of years of the of the world itself, like, Sauron is such a small part of it, and he gets killed really quickly both times, I think. I don't remember him conquering the world before. I mean, they, they, they were able to rise up and stop him the first time. Sure, he killed a bunch of people before that, but... Dude, like, go... Okay. 
uh, am I the only one who's seen The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies? Sauron's not even there, and there's a massive fucking war with some dude who can projectile himself out of a river wearing full armor. You can't even I mean, get some exercise by hiking up in the Misty Mountains without running into a goblin kingdom. That's true, yeah. You, you know, remember when Frodo, I mean, Bilbo, Bilbo was just on Bilbo's that jog, that casual jog through the Misty Mountains? <laughs> yeah. You can't just go up and go do some sightseeing without running into the Goblin King. Like, you can't or, just go down or a rock golem cave excursion without running into a Balrog. Like, dude, it's so bad. Are you kidding Here's me? the thing. You're just trying to take a swim in a deep, dark, dank cave, I'm and just then you're in a go. riddle competition for your life against some weird... Heroin you're out, addict. You're out fishing with your best friend. You find a ring. You get murdered. You're, you're you by your camp, best friend. You're camping in a giant spider colony. Is just running around in the forest. Like, or you you're go to the other one out. and the trees can talk. Like, nah, bro. Like, nah. here's the thing. It's you're bad. hanging out with some buds. Your horses get away. Then the next thing you know, you're having to have an argument with some trolls until the sun comes up. <laughs> It's you don't you're always at risk at middle. Right, sure. Here's say, the thing: you're fishing with your buddy, and then he's choking you. Out. <laughs> that that was a late reaction, but yeah, he did. He did. You're just fishing with your buddy on your birthday. You find some jewelry. <laughs> you find some jewelry, and then he murders you. He just starts killing you. Like that world is like a seven on the danger rating of five, dude. It is so bad. Yeah, Middle Earth is fucked up for sure. It's right. really, really bad. Right. You convinced me. Five out of five. Yeah, um, food quality, uh, probably pretty good. It, depending on where you are, I mean, salted pork. Come on, you know why they salt pork good. is because they need it to last while they're carrying around in their sacks for months. I'm not. But taking it's a particularly food. good. No, they have bars. No, you get wasted. <laughs> the green dragon, bro. Yeah, the prancing yeah, pony. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll be at that prancing pony nightlife all day. Bro. Nightlife. <laughs> I'll be at the Prancing Pony all day with all those dirty, sweaty men. Did you notice there's, like, no <laughs> women in that bar? <laughs> bro, they got Rosie, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, but that's only at Hobbiton. Hobbiton. Um, food quality, I feel like, is probably pretty good depending on where you are. Like, if you're chilling in the Shire with the Hobbits, like, they seem to know what's up with the food. Like, that fucking feast for Bilbo's 111th birthday seems fucking sick. I'm in. Plus, fireworks, dude. Gandalf rolls, th- rolls through. You're good. <laughs> Um, health services, fucked. Education, probably pretty bad. <laughs> um, infrastructure and facilities, they got to be worse than Narnia, right? Like it looks like you just shit in the woods and wipe your ass with leaves, right? <laughs> At all times, even if you're in the castle, you like are like you just have someone go pick leaves for you because there's no way they have like toilet paper. What are they wiping their asses with? I don't know. Anything, dude? There's no way Lord of the Rings is the option. Let's let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, the danger rating alone eliminates that one. All right, you guys want to do Westeros? No. I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same. Like the danger rating is ridiculous, or or you're just living in straight up poverty. Like, is there a middle class there? It seems like you're either rich or poor. Yeah, no way. I mean, like, if you're in King's Landing, there's a middle class. You're very. Uh, I feel like no, I feel like there's no, like people who have like a middle situation. It's there's nobility, and then it's what's the um, there's the the laboring poor class. No, yeah, but uh, you're poor. But you're poor. <laughs> you're talking about, you're talking about uh, um, where the Davos is from. Oh, Flea Bottom. Flea Bottom. The closest thing I can think of is the people that run that inn. Like they're probably doing okay, but even then, they're they're just living in the mud and the filth. Right. I mean, so there's 
there's there's like rich and then there's like the working class and then there's homeless and the working class is so far below the rich it's you know you're living on the streets and the cobblestones sounds like uh america you're literally just poor there's no like comfortable living unless you're rich I'm pretty there's sure. No, there's no, there's no acceleration between classes either. Like maybe you're, in Dorn. You're born in Dorn classes. seemed kind of nice, but then again, statistically speaking, you're probably not going to be born into Dorn. Yeah, and Essos seems not that bad, but unless, as long as you're in one of the cities, except for their slave <laughs> and economy, and not a slave. Yeah, <laughs> they have a massive, I guess have massive slave economy. What are you talking <laughs> about, <laughs> dude? It is bad. It, yeah. <laughs> The the societal structure is really bad in in the Westeros universe. You're either poor or, or you're uh, filthy rich. If you're between the 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 usupery, <laughs> the, uh, if you're between uh, the Mad King's reign and uh, the Battle of the Five Kings or whatever, like you're living a pretty good life in that range. No, but that's like, only about. 25 years just, right? just because it's just poor. because george r martin's not telling you about each person that's explicitly raped or murdered in that time period doesn't mean that's yeah, not also point. happening at there's that point. so much and, rape in and that hang, world hang on <laughs> it's insane hang on. not only are you likely to be poor but there's no toilet paper okay that's <laughs> awful the education like it, it, it scores low on every one of these things that we're looking at like I think you're yeah. just getting caught up on the uh the dress garb finery that you might have but you're probably too poor say, to afford dude, it that, some of yeah. these outfits are pretty cool. Tyler Basically, would be the, if Tyler would be out there shoveling shit out in the street and be like, "Wow, that girl's so pretty in her nice dress." Oh, nice dress! Yeah, <laughs> back to it, shoveling listen, shit. If you choose Westeros, all you're doing is closing your eyes and praying that you are born Lannister. <laughs> like that is it. And even then, you're probably gonna marry a sibling. So let's move on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Not even then, that. you got like a one in five chance of being born a dwarf. So. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, but he's the best Jeez. character. So. Okay, what's wrong with that, Jeff? Let's uh, jump into that. Uh, did you want to? Your inherent wanna... virus against virus I don't. I'm just saying that I don't think that they necessarily would want to be born into dwarfism. And I'm telling you that out of the most tragic stories in Westeros, you're not going to find one worse than Tyrion. You tell me you want to live Tyrion's life. What are we? What are we ranking the danger of being murdered by an invading army? Five. Significant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, Westeros seems fucked. Uh, all right, let's do. Uh, what well, I'm just gonna call it. Um, Hogwarts. I don't. I don't know. What Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Brian, I'm gonna. I'm gonna defer to you on this one. Um, let's start with clothing. Trash. Everyone's dressed like an idiot. It's, it's modern day clothing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like that's. It's no. Gotta be first the of all, sport. I'm talking about just the wizarding world. So and they wear they all robes, like nice idiots. flowy robes that let your genitals breathe. Newt, like, Newt Gingrich. <laughs> What's going on with your genitals Newt, if they Scamander. need air? <laughs> Newt's commander is... Uh... He dresses well, but he also lives in 1930s England and, Dude, and it's, America. It's just the 1990s. We don't need to overcomplicate this. They wear clothes under their robes. Like, they're not all bare. I don't know about Dumbledore, but everybody <laughs> else, know, everybody else like wearing fucking, pants. Yeah, <laughs> and you're right. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Dumbledore. He's just... He's fully but, committed okay. to the robe. J.K. Rowling's whole thing is that the wizards just always wore robes so they could shit themselves no, they and wear, magic it away, remember? No, they wear pants under it. I don't know. She did say that they were shitting themselves all the time. Picture the movies when they're running around. You'd be able to tell that they didn't have pants on. You'd be yeah, seeing, I'm pretty sure you'd they wore them legs. for the movies. I'm pretty sure they wore them for the movies, Brian. <laughs> I weren't going for comic for for book no. accuracy at that point. Um, what about Durmstrung? Durmstrung had some uh, some sick fashion. Yeah, they wear like vests and ties and shit. What the hell are you talking about? It's pretty nice. Boring. 
Give, give him a low rating that's on weak, costume dude. design. That's, that's a really nitpicky score. Okay. Besides the fact that you can magic design. your own costumes, Tyler. You could wear whatever. The, you want to read Game of Thrones and magic up a pretty ball gown? You could wear that. Um, all right. Health services. Uh, pretty high, yeah. actually. He yeah, breaks like his he arm has... and she gives him Skelegrow and grows it back in like an hour. I mean, it sounds like it hurts like a bitch, but I mean, it comes so, back. Don't break your arm, like yeah, Ron, and don't have some idiot try to magic it back together and Ron drinks remove a all the bones poison, from it. And his sixteen-year-old friend is able to save him in like five minutes. Yeah, and let's be let's be real here. If she was a better nurse, she'd probably have a spell to get rid of the pain too. Like it's a magical world; you can do whatever you want. Well, what are you saying about Miss? What's her name? Not not memorable. Yeah, uh, not memorable. Yeah, anyone know her name? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would fill it in. I, I, um, I can think of it. I, health services pretty high. Food quality, um, they eat pretty well. I feel like they have 90s. cool chocolates and candies and shit. Oh, dude, that feast oh, every year. Oh my or, god, the the trolley, yeah, bro. Anything from yeah, the, trolley, the trolley, dude. Well, I'm, dude. Not, I'm picturing. Don't they have like a dinner every single night, like a massive fucking yeah. feast? Yeah. yeah, made for it by their it. little elf slaves down in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Forgot about that infrastructure. <laughs> they still have slavery in the, in the dude. World. That's not. Well, it is the same, but <laughs> Ooh, it's pretty bad. Also, <laughs> yeah, there's not a but lot of dude, people of color in those books either. Now that I think about it, no, they got yeah. that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> there's like three or four. L- like Lee, Cho Chang. Uh... Oh yeah, Cho Chang, dude. And then there's the ore from Africa. They have a um. No, I don't remember his name. Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. Kingsley. Kingsley. Yeah. There you go. Sh- Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yeah, that's right. Um. Anyway, they yeah, definitely could. Well, I mean, technically, we're in London, so it's not like they don't exist. They're just not in London, right? I don't. London's a. London has more people in it than New York. I would say that it's a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty diverse city. In the nine um, in the nineties, yeah, Brian. Since like, <laughs> since for like thousands of years, I would say that there's been more. Hey. There's been people of color in London. You stop <laughs> laughing at me, man. All right, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm an expert on nineties London. All right, so just kiss my okay. ass. Um, education. I mean, you don't learn math. What are you talking? Or hold on, language stop. arts. Hold on, we're talking about a universe where you're probably just gonna spend all your time at a school. I'm over it. We, that one's a, a five. You get, you get seven years at the same school where you don't learn any math or history, or where you have to be hand selected in order to go to. You don't necessarily are. No, everybody gets a letter. I think if we're talking about this universe, you can assume that you're born with magical powers. You're just a also, normal citizen with mag- magical powers. Yeah, Maybe a right. slight chance of being born a squib. <laughs> Yeah, but I'll roll Jeff's those dice. Squid. I will roll those dice. <laughs> um, education, I just I feel like they're not really setting you up for the real world, and also like uh, that's not. I argue that because, dude, oh, you need to learn how to build a bridge. How about I just wave my wand and boom, there's a bridge. Why do I need to learn structural engineering? I mean, if we're talking about, so why do they have jobs in this economy? I don't understand how you have a wizarding economy when anyone can do any role without any. We talked about this last time. Why isn't, or I think we've we've. Talk- I think we've mentioned this a few times. How is the wizarding world not like some communist utopia? I don't understand. Anyone can create money out of thin air. They just tell you they are not allowed to they, do that. They but, very briefly touch on laws that restrict. Um, yeah, but why? Why even have money at that point when you can all just do whatever know. the fuck you I want all I the asked, time? I asked that question I mean, last time too where I was like, I don't understand why I'm going to the grocery store if I can just create the food out of thin air. 
Right, or you can Accio roast chicken from fucking Safeway. I don't know. Um, Seems like jobs anyway. would be in short supply. Also, sure. real quick, how so with population increase and the fact that wizards can be or magical beings can be born to non-magical humans, like Hermione. How, how is the school able to keep up with class, classroom sizes? How are those classroom sizes not getting out of control? Is Hogwarts just ever especially, expanding at all times? Especially with the Weasleys out there just... Yeah, just overpopulating? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Can you guys chill out? Like, we're at capacity here. <laughs> you fucking rabbits? Yeah. yeah. What is going on here? Um. Anyway, so education, I mean, for the what's necessary for their world, I guess, sure. Uh, infrastructure and facilities, I mean, there's no roads. There's no cars. And I don't know what they're doing. Are they flying around on brooms back from work? Are they com- how are they commuting? No, they're operating. They just teleport. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, and then and what? What about a... danger of murder by invaders or armies? Or it depends on your generation. <laughs> I would say, say if you're born so peak, pretty high peak no Voldemort what, times. Right? If you're born peak Voldemort times. If you're a baby around then, he doesn't like babies. So you know. I mean, <laughs> You could be at high, you could be at, at higher risk of a Voldemort attack. Well, I mean, if your mother loves you, you're pretty safe, though. Uh, I'm gonna put it at like a three. Would you, would probably, you call that safe? It's... Would you call that safe? We're gonna describe Harry's life as a safe one. Is that what you're trying to do? I mean, the plot armor is strong with this one. Um, the book is named after him. You can't just kill him in book three. Like, what do? You... <laughs> That's ne- necessary plot armor. I don't want to hear that crap. Plot armor doesn't really um, apply when the story's around one dude. Plot armor is like side characters that just keep missing death for some reason. Arya running around King's Landing with fire ripping around her. I just can't. I can't. Um, so I'm going to say that they're like the risk of death by murder Med- is middle about equal to like right now, right? Like it's, I mean, yeah. it's middle of the everybody's. Road. Because they, have, three. because they have guys that can turn into mass-murdering dark wizards, but at the same time, you know, for the most part, I think you're, you're chilling. All right. Do we have any more? Do we, <clears throat> did we want to talk about Tron? I mean, we don't know enough about, like, the society that Tron it, or, like, that computer world is. Like, how does it operate? You I've know got, what I mean? I've, I've got two. I, I've got a couple Go I could name. I, I made a list, but some of them might just get tossed out. We don't have to dive into these too deep. Um what about uh, Neverland? Danger of murder is pretty low. Not a lot of yeah. People you got one pirate ship. Stories. You got one people pirate ship. Get, just avoid people them. Don't get, people don't get born there, though. You have to be kidnapped as a child. No, that's not true. There's, or, an, Indi- there's an Indian population. Oh, Statistically speaking, you're probably going to be born a Native American. Sorry. Well, no, we're not Native American. I don't think they're in America. Oh, but Native, Native, just Native to yeah, Neverlandian. Na- never, Neverlandian. Indian. Yeah, I'd be down to Indian. live, or you're, um, or you're uh, a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, I or, would say you're, you're probably. Yeah, gonna... or you're you're born a pirate. I <laughs> a guess child, a fully a grown. No, pirate. they don't have. <laughs> yeah, they don't have children on that ship, my friend. They don't they're like just kids. Born a fully grown it's, pirate. It's them and Voldemort. They're not big fans of children. <laughs> yeah, um, but all I'm saying is you're probably getting born into the Tiger Lily's little tribe. Okay, we'll say it that way, uh, because you're not going to be born into the Lost Boys. You're not going to be born into the Pirate Crew, and I think the Tiger oh, Lily's could be people. A fairy. I think Tiger oh, yeah. Lily's. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, though, right? They seem like they had a pretty good thing going. So, like, yeah, their whole society seems sick. I'm uh, not, they have other little than dances this, and shit. other than the severe <laughs> Stockholm syndrome going on with Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah, which I 
don't get that. That's very weird. When you start really examining their relationship, it gets it's fucked unhealthy. up <laughs> real quick. <laughs> he, re- he really throws her aside every time he needs to. But anyway, yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is that one would be pretty sick. Although the food quality infrastructure is non-existent, so I think it kind of fails. The well, test. as long as your imagination is good, you're fucking you're... set. <laughs> I don't think any of the. <laughs> <laughs> bro you're eating like a fat cat health services is good i mean dude that one boy who rolls up into a ball and and hook you know what i mean he's he's eating he's fucking good <laughs> he's doing good <laughs> yeah he's fine no i think never he's a big just boy based on the infrastructure qualifications okay let me ask you another one what about oz and i'm i'm picturing the, the emerald city but then i realized well you could be born in the little uh lollipop guild lollipop guild and that would seem pretty pretty good that's the worst thing that ever happened with his little people comment earlier (laughs) (laughs) but hold on a second you're just living among other uh yeah but you're trying to you're trying to walk to you're trying to walk from your village to oz and then there's like trees throwing apples at you and there's flying monkeys hold on can't go to work without breaking you trying to take you off hold on so there's witches just there's there's trees trees that throw food at me i would say that's a plus one to food (laughs) yeah but angrily (laughs) that's not that big of a deal fucking aggressively throwing food at you if you're born in the emerald city the emerald city looked freaking tight bro i'm not gonna lie it looked pretty cool okay so pretty i don't know is green your color the problem more of okay. a red are we talking about the book of the movie because the emerald city in the book is not actually emerald they have you wear emerald glasses it's a whole metaphor for the dollar and it being useless but we're not going to go into that um <laughs> nerd yeah anyway <laughs> wait did you read this book the wild and wonderful oz or whatever uh i read the book this the uh wizard of oz isn't it called the wonderful wizard of uh, whatever it's no, the, the song the wizard of oz it's a song that you have to sing on your way to work <laughs> every day. And you have to link with your friends and skip down the but road. But you know what, man? If that's the worst thing that happens, I will skip joyfully. That I don't know, a- dude. There's tornadoes just dropping houses on random okay, citizens. First off, that happened one time. It's you not don't like, know how often they, it happens. Dude, they they do, all seem pretty calm about it. They do not act also, like that's a normal occurrence. Stop it. It was also like totally murder. Like the good witch dropped be that shit on her sister. They all show up. They... They see that that happened to a random passerby. Then they all say, ah, none of us liked her anyway. And then they all sing songs to introduce and, themselves. And they, and they steal I don't shoes. know if I want to live in this world where I have to have a song prepared anytime someone shows up in my village. <laughs> it is kind of I a don't want to do that. There's literally a dead body on the ground and they're just running around. <laughs> <laughs> when you really think about it, that's super messed up. <laughs> Sitting around the dinner table, hey. So when that evil witch finally you hear dies, that bitch down the street got a house dropped on her. Let's go sing a song about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, right, all right. We're making a song today. What do you want to cover? Well, I'm thinking that we get to celebrate when that witch Ding finally dies. Witch. I mean, if we hey, that's don't a bop. address how, <laughs> yeah. if we don't address how tall we are, I mean, is it worth it? I mean, we got to do it, right? So, we got to address how tall we are so let's, for sure. Let's talk about the danger and rating. what our job is. Let's talk about the danger rating for a second because really the only dangers are trees that are slightly aggressive. Uh, w- witches flying around on broomsticks and flying monkeys that harass you. In my opinion, if you're born a full-grown human, like I'm just carrying a stick around, and every time a flying monkey gets around me, I'm whacking the crap out of that thing, and I don't think it would be that big of a deal. If you're, know, a, if, you're a min- if you're a midget guy, oh, sorry, is that offensive? Um, <laughs> yeah, if you, we if say you're a, little people. If you're a little person, small person, it's a bigger problem. I'll acknowledge that, right? But at, at the same time, 
you're also well, let's be honest so m- the might witch, not be born in that time yeah, how bad were is the, the witch the creating the flying monkeys i think they were or just... are they just a species that lives in the world that she has control over i don't know I don't also, know. I mean, the cowardly lion is a bitch and like follows the <laughs> chick, but he comes from some species of lion that I would assume are not all cowardly. So you yeah, got some weird lion that? human. Yeah. You got like lion-o. Let's get a few where's more that crossover. Let's get a few where's more Thundercats crossover. Yeah, where are the other Tin Men at? Let's get some more like yeah. T- T84s in here. Let's go, baby. Who developed these weird robot men? You got also got living scarecrows. <laughs> this world is terrifying. Let's be honest. No, those guys but, are I mean, good people. As far as danger, though, like, what is the worst thing that the Wicked Witch even does? Like, she's got a little, I don't know if they're slaves, but she's got a little, you know, the wee-o, oh, wee-o, those guys that are walking around guarding her castle, completely useless. Um, and, oh, yeah, wait, what are those things? Are those, like, golems? Yeah, I don't know if they're people or golems or what, but if they're people, I, I doubt they're being play, paid. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's, good point. Infrastructure that's speculation. Wise. We did not hear any claims <laughs> Osha, about that. Osha, no. go check this place out. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Like the Wicked Witch, as far as what she does to the Munchkin people when she shows up, like at least the Wicked Witch of the East, um, like it didn't seem that bad. Like she was like yeah. torturing them and they were running around scared. She's she, like a bully. She just, yeah, she cackles at you and flies around. I, I think I could deal with it in order to. She live might in turn someone into a society. nude every now and then. She turned me into a newt. Yeah. Okay. So I would say that one's pretty high. Other than education, I don't know what the Emerald City education's looking like. Although, although that's not dude, very good because everyone just like, assumes that guy's a wizard, even though apparently he's just an I was old man say, behind no, the door. No, the people of the city don't, though. They know who he is. That's just a defense mechanism for strangers, I think. I don't mm. think everyone just assumes that guy is that. I mean, he's just a normal dude that has thought up a way, but yeah, there's he's plenty just of James technology. Franco. He's apparently. got a freaking projector, man. They got like modern technology there. Yeah, it's like some steampunk. World. And do we really um, hear about the witch terrorizing Emerald City, or is it more she's terrorizing like? No, know? Emerald City is supposed to be a safe haven that she can't go into. There you go, man. And statistically speaking, it looked like a big city. That's probably where you're landing. That's what I'm saying, man. It's probably a good but choice. But the city is a massive fraud. All right, read the books. Um, the city what is about big... Wonderland? Did anyone have Wonderland? Oh, I, I had yeah, Wonderland I... on there too. But the danger, yeah, danger rating is yeah, danger rating. <laughs> It is a. I mean, if you know anything about Lewis Carroll, uh, yeah. Apparently, he was just fucking strung out on acid. When yeah, it's a book, straight up LSD. Books. It's an LSD fever dream the whole time. Like, it is so weird. The book is like unintelligible to some extent. Like he's just making up words. It's it's wild. I don't even know what's going on. Like, this but, chick falls down a hole. She sees a mouse, and the mouse is like, "Hey, like, don't get your head cut off." <laughs> Later. And then a rabbit runs by, and she's like, "Where's that thing going?" And just starts following it. It's a, it's a wild. It's a, it's a fantastical situation. world, but no way in fucking hell am I going there voluntarily. Well, let's talk about it real quick. Clothing, uh, almost non-existent. <laughs> there's hats. We know there's hats, <laughs> but everyone's wearing some. Like almost everyone's naked uh, for some reason. I think right, or they're all just animals, really, or cards. Um, health services seem fucked. Uh, food quality. We know there's tea, and at least whatever biscuits come with tea. So that's you're you're set there, I guess. Unless you can catch that weird cat that disappears, or is a smile or the something. Cheshire. Um, education seems not great. Infrastructure and facilities seem pretty bad. Uh, danger of being murdered by an invading army seems really low, but danger of being murdered in general is really high. Apparently, in this world, I mean, you got the Jabberwocky. 
And then you also got that queen who's just cutting off heads, right? All right, yeah. Wonderland seems pretty bad. Let's be I honest. mean, even in the books, you've also got the wolf that's trying to, like, bring Alice into the forest. And you've got, yeah, just a ton of not good stuff. <clears throat> yep. Okay, so let's see what else. Um, I also put down Asgard, but I, and that just seems like arguing for heaven for the most part. And, and then again, Asgard it seems like... fucked a couple times. Yeah, it seems I like mean, they get wrecked hard. I, I don't want to go anywhere near the Marvel Universe, if I'm, if I'm honest. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I do either. Um, like honestly, if I picture in like a perfect world, I'm gonna. Well, I mean, like if I'm gonna pick a world that's close enough to ours, I'd pick like Death Note, which is an anime where a teenager gets a hold of a notebook where he can kill anyone he wants. And he tries to kill all the criminals in the world. As long as I don't show up on his shit list, <laughs> I get to yeah, live I'm the good. life that I'm. I don't live, want I'm that living. one either. So what about um, um, what about Krypton? I know it ends up getting blown up, but they also are a dominant civilization for hundreds of thousands of years. And yeah. all you got to do is get in a ship and leave, and you're a god. <laughs> Depends on where you go, I guess. But, yeah, sure. Well, I'm just saying they have the um, technology to figure that out pretty straightforward. Like, you, you I mean, I don't know. There's a Kryptonian ship that just shows up in the ice, and everybody's dead in it, right? Like when like Superman's ship that he finds in the ice in Man of Steel. Um, but why, why, why wouldn't – like? It seems like the the storyline of Krypton should be once they figure it out that they could go to Yellow Suns and just become gods. Like, why wouldn't they just spread out across the universe and be gods? You know what I mean? Like, that seems weird to me that that doesn't fit into yeah, their I story. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the Krypton ones seem kind of interesting to me. Although, obviously, towards the end, it didn't look like they, they have very good well. education. Although, depending on, I mean, every time you look, you see Krypton in a show, comic book, or movie, it looks like uninhabitable it's like all crystals or all rocks like there's not there's not really any like like what's the, what's uh russell crowe's weird flying creature like do they eat those those are the only animals that we see on krypton those things are fucking we gross looking we don't get a uh, a deep look but it's an advanced civilization i'm sure they've got food figured out they've got education figured out for sure like their infrastructure is all sure yeah education seems good well in like let's talk about infrastructure real quick everything in your life is predetermined you were literally born to either like when you're born you are decidedly built as a soldier and like your brain is just wired towards taking commands no wasted or years a scientist no wasted years bro you just you know, no, there's, there's no dude, swapping they, majors there's no confusion over you know what path you're gonna take yeah that would have been nice for me for sure but um there's also no babies right like you're just born into like a weird cryo chamber and then grown to full adult and then given a job and then that's your life um that doesn't sound great um i don't know we got i don't i don't like i don't like krypton <laughs> it seems fucked up it seems like a weird spartan uh version of earth and i i'm not i'm not a i'm not a fan um i don't know uh, does anyone have any other ones? Uh, oh, also, Krypton, your danger of being murdered by an invading army is pretty high with Brainiac around or like a doomsday situation. Yeah, but Krypton uh, can handle it. It's a planet full of Kryptonians. Yeah, but uh, so that's the thing. Like, are Kryptonians even important when they're on Krypton? They have a red sun. Well, they're, they're not getting they're any an of the powers. They're still an advanced civilization. You see the armor they were fighting in? That shit was cool, man. Sure, they kind of revert back to night armor. That's interesting. Now that I think about it, why would they go back uh, to that? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe their armor has like specific powers or something. Um, probably. 
to help against Brady. What's, what's up with uh, with uh, Stephen Wolf saying that they there's no Kryptonians? Like, do they know that Kryptonians under a yellow sun are like all powerful? Do they, like how do they know that? Superman's like the only Kryptonian left. How would they know that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and you would think um, you would think that with Krypton not doing so well, they'd be like, "Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we go to a yellow planet and all become?" Well, planets? I don't think that they know that. I think that Jarrell somehow knows that, but because it's a when, civilization that has journeyed across the stars. Like, yeah, but when Zod and uh, Feora and all of those Kryptonians show up on Earth, they don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, they get there and they're like tripping on acid, and they're like, what "It seems the? like." Fuck, more, more than anything, it seems like a plot hole. Like, or, or like, maybe they're just not talking about why they don't. Like, maybe their their civilization. Zack avoided... Snyder have a plot hole? Are you? What are you saying? That's may, not may, possible. Maybe. I'm speaking they, of which, DC Comics could easily with just here. retcon this and just say, "Look, Krypton was in a galaxy that was millions and millions and millions well, of miles away from a yellow sun." And I can obviously see their civilization having some kind of bylaw, like, "Hey, we don't do that because we don't want to have too many people that are." Yeah. John, ju- John ju- ruined stuff. it for you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, he went because, to a yellow sun and he murdered a bunch of people. I mean, let's let's do it this way. Think about Earth right now as it stands, and everybody suddenly has god powers. Like every, we just have eight billion supermen. That does sound kind of like a nightmare scenario. Yeah, it doesn't sound. I mean, I don't know. That's what the Viltrumites do. Right? I was about to say, go watch, go watch Invincible. <laughs> yeah, go watch Invincible. Um, <laughs> Friends trying to put put together the puzzle. I've only right seen now. episode one, so shut up. He's got his he's got his thinking face on. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, speaking of Zack Snyder, though, uh, are that. The Snyder Cut episode is our third most listened to episode now. <laughs> episode 28, I think it is. Um, and it's our third most listened to, which I think is very funny. Um, and also not at all surprising. Um, what about right. Star Wars? I was going to ask, does Star Wars count as fantasy? Because it's swords and sorcery, really. Like, I mean, it's just a, a race of sorcerers who fight with swords against another race of sorcerers who fight with swords, right? It's just also spaceships and other planets. Yeah, but um, you're statistically likely. It's just like Westeros. You're statistically likely to end up in a poverty-stricken, down, I don't know. downtrodden I mean, place ruled some... by an evil empire. Sure, but does Tatooine or anywhere else? I mean, okay, Tatooine's ruled by the Jut Syndicate, but um, by the Hut Syndicate. But uh, <coughs> nerd, like <laughs> the the average planet is, you know, average. Yeah, you would just be a normal I... person, a normal farmer out there drinking blue milk. <laughs> yeah you don't know you might be squeezing a weird alien <laughs> lizard's titty and fucking drink a green milk so okay so let me let there's me... so many options for if milk i have that's if i have I'm nest really quick out there to talk about if i have nest quick then <laughs> so let me put a stop to this right now you guys are gonna look at me straight in the screen right here and you're gonna say that you would close your eyes roll the dice and pick star wars for a random birthing of right some random you society. can hop in a ship and go wherever the fuck you want that's yeah, what that's the thing that's what Skywalker that, does. oh oh there's everybody so many, has enough money to get into a ship you just got a ship well, that's the thing there's a lot of people who have ships that are traveling about 
willy-nilly, right? Like, just Han Solo is just a smuggler. A very small percentage of the actual populations, dude. But you can saying. get a job on one of those ships, and you can work your way up. That's totally I mean, an achievable goal. I'm just saying, goal. when you guys ask me to pick my world out of this scenario, I'm going to run the statistical likelihood of me ending up in a good situation versus being born in a bad situation. And Star Wars is very much on the bad end of the spectrum. I don't know, I'm dude. Star Wars is I'm... a risk I'd be willing to take. You could just find a dead Jedi somewhere and just have a lightsaber. You need not to be a Jedi. Oh, you, you just you just walking around. You just find dead Jedi around. That sounds like I mean, a high danger rating. I don't know, dude. How many Jedi high, were just killed in <laughs> high danger rating? Yeah, and then they just leave their lightsabers on the ground. Speaking I mean, of which, had all those lightsabers. That's Grievous. Easy. Grievous had four of them. He's just laying at the bottom of a pit. He yeah, Splunkin one day. Show and... up. <laughs> no. No, you're okay. riding a weird we'll lizard. We'll see around in the caves of that of uh, Uatu my, or whatever my point that is, fucking place is called. Utapau. Uh, my my point is that like that's an achievable. Getting a spaceship and flying to a nearby profitable planet is totally an achievable goal that someone would be able to work towards. If, if not even owning your own ship, getting a ride there would not be unachievable. You would work for some amount of years. You get enough money. You take a ride there. You start a life on a profitable planet where people are hopefully less likely to kill you. Let's look at Ray, for example. She's born into nothing, right? Kind of worst case scenario. And what is she doing? She's scavenging for parts just to eat muffins. <laughs> she's refusing to or leave, whatever the though. hell that shit is. She chooses to stay bread. there because she's <laughs> under the, the assumption that people are coming back to find her. She doesn't want to leave. She could leave. She could save up her money and leave. In fact, she sleeps inside of a fucking ship, but uh, she doesn't. She sleeps in a, a, a broken in a ship. ATAT. Sure. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, there you go. I'm no, just saying. There's ship huh. parts. She sleeps in a ship graveyard. I'm pretty sure she could fucking reassemble one. All right. So, so sure. we'll see. We'll see if Star Wars is your answer because I'm gonna guess that you're not picking Star Wars. But anyway. Yeah, I think I think we're we're ready to. To wrap this, we got to go around and each recommendation. Yeah, here. we got to go around and each person and say which one they would go with after our conversation. Who's uh, saying Star Wars? Nobody. <laughs> sorry, Brian, you're you're glitching out on my end here. Oh, yep. sorry. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying we have to go around and everyone has to say what the, after our conversation which world you would choose, and I'm guessing nobody's picking Star Wars. Uh, you're guessing wrong because I'm gonna go first and I'm gonna say I think I would choose Star Wars. Wow. I, I think I choose. I mean, look, I call there's bullshit. just as much chance that you're going to be born on Coruscant and you can get a job working on like some sort of shipping, like some somebody's ship. You know what I mean? Like they have to be hiring people to go on these ships and then you're just traveling to different worlds. And even if you're just doing a day to day job, I got to I got to believe that, like, that's interesting. It's got to be more interesting yeah. than what I do on a daily basis here where I just drive to the same office and just There's sit in my same of office and do my job. people that are just going to these fucking uh, alien cantinas that are just chilling, bro. Like every it's, day is an adventure. I mean, talk about some interesting people. You walk into a club. <laughs> there's some new music going on. You go, hey, what is this? Is hey, it's jizz. And you go, that's awesome. If you guys didn't know, yeah, they, George Lucas called that, that, that genre of music. He called it jizz. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they caught they caught him on a bad day. Uh, <laughs> skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> so, I guess to me, like if we're going through the qualifications that we had for each one, it, it's it's such a varied thing that you know how how do you decide what the education or infrastructure is because it varies from world to world, and so it, like to me, it sounds like you're completely playing, uh, you know 
ch- the, the chances that you land in a, on a planet with a good setup and a decent start. I mean, even if you have a poor start, like I just, I feel like Finn starts as a fucking stormtrooper, just helps a guy escape and then goes off on a crazy you don't adventure. Focus on the 1% of the 1% that the movie's based on. You have to focus on the average Joe. Well, you have to be driven, and I'd, I'd say that maybe you're driven. You have to be born with metachlorian count in your bloods, blood cells. And I'm pretty sure this, I would be. You go through this Stormtrooper Academy, your best friend betrays you, you find him with a lightsaber, and you yell, Traitor! And you try and yeah. kill him. Oh, is that, are they supposed to be friends? Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. I don't think so. That guy with that cool, like, yeah, double-edged sure. thing? They, they, gave him like a, they gave that character a backstory in the comics, I think. T-R-A-R? Yeah, it's um, like the coolest Star Trooper, by the way. Um, look, there's one answer here, and it's the Harry Potter world. I, I had a feeling you were gonna say it. It, ha- because, it has. To be. I mean, worst case scenario, you're born as a. Well, I guess if we're opening up the whole world like we are with Star Wars, and not just saying you're born as a Jedi or born as a wizard. Worst case scenario in the Harry Potter world, you're just born as a normal person. In the 1990s, which is just our life. <laughs> Yeah, so, but who wants to go back to the 90s? It sounds terrible. I, I mean, we made it out all right. So all I'm saying <sighs> is the just worst barely. case scenario is you're just born on planet Earth in the 90s. Best case scenario, you're born with magical yeah. powers that have no limitations. That's the one, if you're being smart and you're trying not to set yourself up for a potentially bad life, that's the one. I mean, let's, let's put it this way. You guys remember the meme where it shows, you know, where it's like uh, – Sauron almost covered the land and you know the whole world in darkness twice. Palpatine ruled the galaxy for thirty years. Voldemort failed to take over a high school. Like, yeah, like well, that I, to I me think, sounds like the safest scenario. I think part of the problem that I have with the Harry Potter world is that magic isn't magical in their world the, the people who are born to their society it is their society the same way that you driving a car would blow the mind of a fucking caveman today and they'd be like yes i want to live in the world where you can drive a car but you've got day-to-day problems that you deal with as a wizard you using a magic to fucking tie your shoes or something would blow our minds but to them that's just what they do every so, day so, so you're arguing for the wow factor just because magic what is I'm, normal there, it's not awesome in something What I'm that saying you is you are looking at the, the lens of the world, the world of magic the same way that Harry Potter would. But if you look at it the way that, you know, Ron Weasley would, it's just like, yeah, that's just what we fucking do. So, yeah, but why is that a negative? Like, that seems like a good thing because you're living in a world with magic. Why, why is that a downside? That sounds it's not like it's just it's not magical. You're I'm looking at it at this like extremely. I'm trying up- to pick. I'm trying to pick a world. Where I live the most comfortable, safe life and also have opportunities for more. And that's the world that gives me the floor, the safe floor, while also the unlimited potential for whatever I want to do with magic. These other worlds, their floor is like way down here with the infrastructure and the education and the threat of imminent danger. In the Harry Potter world, the worst thing that happens is a dude kills himself while trying to kill a baby and then fails to take over a high school. <laughs> what about gay wizard Hitler? Oh, Grindelwald. Yeah. It, it, oh, what does he do? He just terrorizes the countryside for a summer or, or for a couple of years. And then Dumbledore goes and blasts him by himself. And like, and then everybody else is just chilling. So <laughs> Dumbledore does what? Technically speaking, 
<laughs> Technically speaking, <laughs> pretty pretty low odds that you're getting adversely affected by Grindelwald's Reign of Terror. You know what? We didn't go through the Star Wars checklist, so I'm just going to do it real quick. Best clothing, hands down, no. of the ones that we've talked about, coolest it's clothing so in diverse. the series. Like, dude, it's so, so sick. So many options. I'm sorry. All I, of choose, their... I choose to walk around in a bathrobe. All of, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Are you kidding me? It's a world of Hugh Hefner's in the Harry Potter world. I'm sorry. I, I'm, so Star Wars, best clothing for me. Health services seems pretty good depending on where you live. You got either you got like those weird robot baby birthers. Oh, um, you got Bacta tanks that will heal you if a Wampa fucking beats the shit out of you. Um, I mean, guy literally food? gets guy literally gets three of his limbs chopped off and dropped into a lake of fire, and he's walking around as the most powerful dude in the galaxy. I think health it's services like it, is top. I don't know. I don't know what Grievous's whole situation is, but I mean, he <laughs> dies and then becomes a, a robot. <laughs> it is literally a collective floating organs. Like, yeah. yeah. Darth Maul is cut in half and comes back with robot legs and yeah. looks great. It Food, looks incredible. Yeah, health, health services is top notch. <laughs> Did he lose weight? I can't tell. Um, food quality. We don't really see them eat a lot, but when they do, their food is interesting, at least. Um, education, meh, depends on where you're born. Uh, infrastructure and facilities, I mean, dude, you're in essentially like a future civilization. I know it's way in the past, but they're so highly developed. I mean, I'm going to say their pooping situation's got to be top notch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ship, they probably hook a little tube up to your butthole and suck the poop out for you. It's probably like a like an air pressure d- bidet or something. Just yeah, exactly. An air an air bidet. It sucks it out cleanly. <laughs> so every time we bring up food quality, for some reason I'm having flashbacks to these like page long descriptions in Redwall. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about Redwall. I don't know if that's a world that we would consider. Brian's the one that's most versed in it. I just, I'm just picturing food quality. I'm like, yeah, I would have some fucking scones for sure. Dude, there's an invading army that comes in every book. Like it's a whole new army of bad guys. Yeah. And they have to, they have to go down fighting like ridiculous odds every time. No, it's somewhere in the West. They're feasting like every other day. Yeah. They eat like Kings, but at the same time, (laughs) They're fighting odds that are ridiculous, and a bunch of them are sacrificing themselves. And although they they're educa- up, sorry, they, they walk up like they keep showing up at like these different like housewives, and they've just got like four course meals, like Agatha from. Uh, you're really you're really fixated on the food, man. <laughs> I'm just that's, that's <laughs> Brian Jocks. More Brian Jocks fixated on the food. And I think their uh, their you know medicine and stuff is just really lacking. Sure, sure. I mean, it's at the same level of Westeros and Middle Earth. Basically, it, what yeah. we're saying is we love the Middle Ages, but we do not want to live in the Middle Ages. It I think that's a fucked. smart take. That's a smart take. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting I to guess, think about and it, read about, just but a, holy shit, just, do I not want to be a part of it. And just to crap on your take on Star Wars, it's like the space version lost. of the Middle Ages. Oh, did I, I get lost? Uh, you're just glitching a bit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was saying the Star Wars universe is like the space version of the Middle Ages. Yeah, that doesn't sound that bad to me. What if you're just born on Naboo? Doesn't sound that bad. It's, it just seems low odds, man. I think you're more likely going to end up as one of those flying bug things from number two, where they're like in the arena with those giant monsters, and there's like all those little bugs with the wings, and they're like, yeah, the Gene Oceans. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're probably how more terrible would that be to be able to fly or yeah, or stormtrooper? 
but again, if you're like you're looking at the perspective of being a bug, but if you were a bug born into bug society, you would go find a hot bug wife and be able to fly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't see a problem there. I'm down to fuck yeah. a hot bug if I'm I, also a bug. I just if don't. I was also a bug. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> see many insane. examples of Geonosians making something of themselves. So. <laughs> if I was a bug, you bet your sweet ass I'd fuck a bug. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> bet your sweet ass I'd fuck a goat. <laughs> <laughs> um all right what's the worst of these i mean i guess we got to say middle earth and westeros would be the worst right just seems bad. alice in wonderland's pretty high on my list oh yeah that's a nightmare i don't want to i don't want to be on acid for the rest of my life i mean once or twice fine but for every day it sounds terrible um all right so i guess uh we're all in agreement star wars is the best uh brian definitively loves voyage of the dawn treader the movie um and we can move on to recommendations. Um, who wants to? Who wants to recommend first this week? Yeah, I'll go Anyone first. Got I'll go specific? first and completely refute what you were just saying about Voyage of the Dawn. Shutter. I do not recommend. <laughs> I recommend the book, not the movie. It's it's I mean, it's bad. Um, so anyway, I just finished multiple things. So first off, the long arduous journey of the Marvel Watch is over. We finished um endgame which is where we're going to call the end of it because that's what we were following it's like a little chart where endgame's the last one i know you're going to argue for spider-man 2 but pass um it's so good it was an arduous journey that tested the soul in the you know the, <laughs> the commitment to sing through you are so brave the challenge but anyway uh awesome highly recommend watching it in that order i think we got a lot out of it on the watch through just watching them in, in the right order um, other than that, finished for all mankind season one, also incredible show. If you have Apple TV, I've been recommending it for a couple of weeks now, but I just got through the first, uh, season and the graphics are awesome. The acting's awesome. The script writing's great. Highly enjoyed if you like space, um, and them tackling societal commentaries like, um, you know, women's, you know, role in society, um, you know, um, uh, gay and, and lesbian rights. Um, they tackle a ton of that stuff in the, in the storyline, which I found riveting. I thought they tackled it really interestingly. Um, yeah, can't, can't recommend it enough. Other than that, uh, I have not seen the episode that just released of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but other than that, fairly caught up. Um, that one's getting good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think we're going to dive more into that as that season starts to wrap. Uh, it's only six episodes, so we should be coming up on that here in the next couple of podcasts. Um, is it? Yeah, I think it's is only a there... six-episode thing I saw the other day. Oh, shit. I, yeah. I hadn't heard that. So that so yeah, they got to be quick. on the last two. Yeah, that one will wrap quick. I'm looking forward to talking about that, but I won't go any further. Um, and the last thing I was going to say is watch the show. These guys have been talking about Invincible, the cartoon one on um, – or the animated one on Amazon Prime. Just watch the first episode, and it feels like – uh, the animated version of the boys. So if you like that, my God, go watch it. Cause it was like the finale of episode one. I was like, what the F is going on, man? So I'll, I'll try to catch up on that one uh, so that we can dive into it at length on the podcast. Did you like it? Yeah. You liked it, right? It was pretty good. Yeah. It's good for an animated show. And that storyline, it just keeps like, even this week, I was just like, God damn this show. It, it's just, I, it's I read so a comic or I read an article that was like, uh, the show needs to differentiate itself from the comic to really honor the comic. And I'm like, 
I one hundred percent disagree. I think that it should just keep doing what it's doing because I think needs, it's doing a really good job. And the show is doing so well of expanding on the source material and bringing the comic to life in such a brilliant way. Right. What is the the character the the cat character they just introduced in the most recent episode, Jeff? What is that thing called? Battle. Oh yeah. Um, I don't remember. Anyway, is that how he's introduced in the comic? I, when he first showed up in this episode, I was like, is this how he was introduced? Because I don't remember him being introduced this way. But I also, you know, it's been a while since I read those com that that you know. His name is like Beast Titan or something like that. Or Battle or, Beast. Battle, Battle Beast. Beast. That's it. Great character from the comics. Interest. I was wondering if they, he was going to make it when he was going to make his way in. He had a great introduction in this episode. Really crazy episode. Uh, the action in it is really good for an animated series. Everybody should just go watch it. Anyway, Brian, did you have any other recommendations, or is it? Are you That's it. it there? That's it for me. All right, Jeff. What do you got? Uh, two things. Uh, Days Gone is free for PS Plus this month. Uh, if you ever wondered, if you ever had the question of what uh, it, if the main character of The Last of Us was Daryl from The Walking Dead, this is a game that answers that question. Basically, your character rides around on a motorcycle during a zombie apocalypse doing fetch quests and killing people. So it's fun. Um, the other thing is, uh, I mean, still obviously keeping up with Falcon of the Winter Soldier and Invincible, I still maintain Invincible to be just absolutely fantastic. Um, and even if you disliked season two of the boys like I did, you will still love this show. Uh, and let's see what else I've been doing. Still slogging through on the uh, Brandon Sanderson book. I'm reading still a chapter or two at night and uh, watching the regular show in order to fall asleep. Is that one of those Adventure Time yeah. animated Uncle Grandpa or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it's it's I, know, I enjoy it. It's funny. Great. Yeah, no, a lot of people love those things. Uh, I thought Adventure Time is pretty funny. It's just, it's hard for me to spend a lot of time watching something that irreverent. Yeah. Um, my recommendations this week, obviously Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Invincible. As these two said, don't have any more to add. Um, my wife and I started watching a show called People of Earth on Hulu. It has two seasons. I think it's on tbs or abc or one of those shows it's just sort of a sitcom situation uh where basically um a guy a journalist goes to interview a support group or sit in on a support group of people who were abducted by aliens and then finds out that he was actually also abducted by aliens and ends up joining the support group and uh the point of view cuts between him and the aliens who are abducting people and it's it's pretty funny. It's also just kind of interesting. <laughs> and it has like a lot of commentary on like people who, um, you know, have anxiety or maybe aren't normal and how they, you know, them finding kind of, uh, uh, you know, connections with other people. It's it's sort of, you know, it's kind of a overarching metaphor. It also kind of talks about like addiction and and like, you know. People who are just sort of on the fringes of society having to kind of come to terms with who they are and trying to find acceptance. And I, I, I'm just we're just kind of liking it. It's just got a good message. Uh, so we're just about to wrap up the first season of that one. And there's two seasons uh, so far and uh, recommend that one. Uh, another one uh, we just watched yesterday, all four episodes of a documentary series on HBO Max called 
the lady and the Dale. Um, basically, the Dale is a, a car company. Um, Jeff, you may have heard the dollop episode that's about this story already. The dollop is another podcast that I, I strongly recommend people listen to. But um, this documentary kind of dug into it in a different way. Um, the Dale was a car that was supposed to be super fuel efficient because it basically ran on a motorcycle engine. <laughs> um, it only had three wheels um, and uh, it never went into full production because of a series of issues that happened, uh, namely being a motorcycle engine and a three wheeled car are not really a good idea. That's <laughs> not really smart. Um, and also the person who was running it was a con man who also happened to be transgender in the 70s. Um, and the part that I found interesting about this documentary is not the aspect of um, the car so much as this person's incredible life. They were a con man all the way up until they were in their 30s, and then they began to transition into a woman. Um, and they really kind of examined this story from a trans perspective that I is kind of a part that in previous times I'd heard the story was something they stuck out as like, how crazy is this person? Also, they're like a trans person, which adds to them being crazy. Whereas this kind of looked at it in a more sensitive light to their story as being a trans person and how they never really felt at home. And that's what led to them being a con artist is because they had to lie their whole lives about who they were. Um, and it actually was really interesting uh, I really, you know, I really liked it. Um, there's some really despicable people in the story. Um, it also, like, they do not cut away from the people who they're interviewing who were a part of the story at the time in the 70s and the 80s who still are kind of, like, wrestling with how to refer to this trans woman as her. They keep calling her him because they keep referring... And it, like, really shows, like, all these people unwilling to accept her as being herself. And... uh it, you know, I just I really thought it was an interesting uh, kind of character study of this person who lived a very interesting life and was always unashamedly who they were. Um, and I thought that that was really cool. And I recommend it. It is a very interesting story. So that's where I'm going to wrap up my recommendations. Um, any Anybody got anything else to say here at the end? Uh, who's right? Who's wrong uh, as far as the fantasy worlds go? And uh, and why am I right? you know, with, yeah. with Hogwarts and in the Harry Potter universe. So uh, feel free to, to jump in enthusiastically and agree with me um, and, and let these guys know how mistaken they are about their choices. Right, right, right. Get in touch with us uh, at clever kids podcast at gmail.com or at clever kids pod on Instagram. Uh, let us know which fantasy world did we miss a fantasy world that you think would be better i mean we kind of tried to stay away from some of the more sci-fi ones that seem too perfect but you know if you think that there was something that we really missed out on then let's yeah we'd love to hear from you guys and we'll we'll talk about it next week we'll we'll refer back and kind of hit these these same topics next week otherwise uh yeah just just let us know what you think refer a friend uh rate the podcast on your podcast app it actually does help us out so uh go ahead and do that give us five stars or one star or wh however many stars you think we deserve but definitely not one star only five stars but also you know whatever you think but mostly five stars i think is what we deserve so yeah five stars five stars and five stars <laughs> otherwise <laughs> five uh, stars. 
yeah thanks guys for listening and uh we'll see you next week thanks guys